Strip down to my skin and my bones I love huskies but I feel like a wolf In a pack but I feel all alone I'm scared Hi and welcome to another episode of the Budding Industry Podcast I'm your host Gabe Dave isn't with me today uh, Unlike usual but he'll be back for another episode for sure uh, Today really happy to be joined by Corey Zellickson He's the uh, co-founder and VP of business development for Namaste, huge Canadian company, and we're really thrilled to talk to him. Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's, right. it's my pleasure, for sure. Well, jumping right into it, I know you've got a lot to talk about. You and I chatted a bit before, and I know that this can go on for a long time, so I would definitely want to launch into it. Um, if you can, just tell me what is Namaste and how did it get started? I'll give you a little background. So, uh, Namaste Technologies is your everything cannabis store. We're a company that's focused on cannabis e-commerce and online sales. Uh, we operate uh, over 30 websites in 20 countries, and we're the largest global retailer, online retailer for cannabis and celery products. So, everything from CBD products through to rolling papers, pipes, bottles, dabbing rigs, and our specialty in vaporizers as well. Uh, so we have about a million and a half customers globally uh, that represents the hardware platform. And then in the Canadian market, uh, we have a licensed producer called Canmark, which was the first uh, medical cannabis sales license which was issued to a company that's not also a cultivator. So our goal in Canada is to replicate the, uh, in the model for uh, an e-commerce marketplace for medical cannabis and, and offer you know, better value to medical patients in being able to buy products sourced from multiple vendors and multiple producers in one location. Amazing. So yeah, it definitely sounds like you guys are a global force. Um, how do I assume it had to have had some humble beginnings. How did it get started? So the company started, uh, my partner, Sean uh, Dollinger, he's our CEO, and uh, myself have been uh, business partners for about 12 years now. And uh, we've always been involved in different types of uh, e-commerce websites and online sales. Uh, so uh, we had the opportunity. Uh, Sean uh, was visiting his father in Laguna Beach, California, and brought back a vaporizer to Winnipeg, where I was living at the time. <clears throat> so we, uh, we had the opportunity. It was my first opportunity to try a vaporizer. And I was just so blown away by the flavor. And, you know, I think that anybody that considers themselves a cannabis connoisseur uh, if you're smoking cannabis, uh, you really do lose a lot of the flavor. And, you know, obviously that's secondary to the fact that using a vaporizer for cannabis is a lot healthier. Uh, but the, I was just really blown away by the flavor and uh, how, how, you know, wasn't as harsh, uh, you know, when I, versus smoking. And uh, it just really blew me away, just the concept of it and how you're not combusting the material. Uh, I'm an engineer by trade, so naturally a little bit techy or nerdy when it comes to this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I just really, I was really amazed. And then Sean came up with the idea that we should try to uh, sell vaporizers online. And uh, we sort of piggybacked off of the existing platform that we had developed, which was, you know, with a lot of international uh, markets that we had been selling other products in the past. And uh, so we literally started, um, you know, stocking inventory in his garage in Florida and uh, just really grew from there you know we, we within a couple months we were out of the garage into our first office and then another office another office and uh, just kept growing and you know we were self-funding the, the whole project at that time and uh, had the opportunity to go public 
and uh, you know we raised our first million dollars on Bay Street in Toronto. Um, and at that time, our company was really um, you know marketing itself as you know the picks and shovel of the cannabis industry because right. you know selling vaporizers, we really had no barriers to entry to the market. Mm-hmm. And one of the beneficial things for us is that while of course really happy to see legalization in Canada or to see you know legalization in certain you know states in the U.S. or possible hopefully in the future federal legalization. You know the whole time though we've been building a global database of cannabis consumers that we can leverage um, into the uh, direct cannabis sales in the future in countries like the U.K. for example where we have a huge presence. Uh, that's coming online. So, you know, we really, uh, we really did, uh, you know, come from, it's one of those stories, right? But it's been a lot of hard work and we've had amazing investors along the way that have really seen the uniqueness of our company as a cannabis e-commerce and technology company, uh, which also gets to sell cannabis too, which is really exciting. So as somebody that's not a cultivator, we have the opportunity of offering patients access to product from multiple producers. So, we're really excited about everything we have going on. We've been very active in acquisitions, and we acquired an AI and machine learning company called Findify this year as well uh, that we're integrating into the platform. So, yeah, we're very busy, very active, and um, really excited about the future. Amazing. Yeah, I know. It sounds like uh, you guys have got a lot going on. I mean, I, I was browsing your website, and there was just so much there. I was looking for places to start. Do you guys really have your... Uh, you've covered pretty much the whole industry. I mean, you touched on it a bit in that origin story. I just kind of wanted to know, you said there were very minimal barriers to entry doing the vaporizer side of things and sort of the, the ancillary products. Were there any right. challenges that you faced with that, like starting out? Um, you know, not so much, I would say, in comparison with the challenges that, you know, us or any uh, companies face that are in the regulated market with uh, medical and recreational cannabis. Uh, you know, in, in the past, you know, we, we relied on, on things like Google AdWords and different types of advertising platforms. Uh, you know, and, 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 and back then, you know, our vaporizers were really not specifically targeted towards cannabis, you know, in, in global markets. Right. So now, as we see these markets starting to change and, uh, you know, certain countries are becoming more progressive with uh, legalizing cannabis. It creates a unique opportunity for us in that respect. So it's been, you know, been part of the reason that we've been able to expand so much globally is because vaporizers themselves are not necessarily regulated the same way that cannabis is, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in Canada now with the new laws that are in place, uh, there's extremely uh, strict provisions and restrictions on the way that any cannabis companies, whether it's cannabis producers, services, or devices are marketed. So, you know, with our expertise in, in online sales and e-commerce and, you know, uh, and SEO and, and driving traffic and organic search traffic, that all of a sudden becomes a very valuable asset when you have very minimal ways to advertise yourself on the market. Yeah, wow. It sounds like you guys really had a leg up on that. Now. Obviously, there's there's a lot going on for you guys globally, but sticking with Canada for a second, uh, that's where you've started to do the the medical sales of actual cannabis. What inspired you to take that route? You know, what we identified in the Canadian, like we had an opportunity to acquire Canmark that came up, and you know, when we were evaluating that opportunity, there were several factors that we identified, and I think we've done a good job at providing solutions for now. 
Um, the first factor is really that medical patients don't have access to any sort of variety of products. And the reason is that the way that the medical marijuana platform, which was previously called the ACMP, are now falls under the cannabis app, the way it works is that when you get a prescription, so let's say, for example, you go to a doctor or you might go to a clinic uh, to get a prescription for medical cannabis and you might have a particular condition that you're going to be using cannabis for. Once you have that prescription, and again, that can take days to weeks in Canada to, to get a prescription, whether it's from your GP or from a clinic, once you get that prescription, then you're able to like onboard yourself or be onboarded directly to one of the licensed producers. Obviously, the licensed producer is only selling their own product. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, as a patient, if there's another producer that comes out with a strain that's more suitable for you, then all of a sudden what you've got to do is go back through this whole process again. You have to go get your prescription transferred to another LP. You have to cancel your original prescription and then go through a whole onboarding process again. So I, I don't think there's too many markets in the world that operate in that way where a consumer can only buy directly from one of the producers of products. Right. So the first thing we identified is that with that, that particular license for Canmark, you know, when we bought that company, it was the first application that had been submitted to help Canada for a sales license to a company that didn't actually grow cannabis. So hmm. we're kind of like an unbiased sales channel, you know, if you could, if you could, if you could see it that way, or a marketplace, right? right. You know, we're, we're, we may be experts in e-commerce, SEO, online content. We're certainly not experts in growing cannabis, nor do we really want to. We see ourselves more as a platform than, you know, a brick and mortar. I shouldn't say brick and mortar, but we see ourselves more as a sales channel or a platform and the goal is to have a marketplace where patients can access cannabis from multiple producers and not have to leave that one site. So we've been really focused on, you know, securing supply of cannabis from different producers and we're not white labeling it. It's literally, we're going to be offering various brands, uh, various price points to patients through that platform. You know, so that was really uh, what we identified as an issue with what we saw in the medical market was that there was just like a lack of diversity and natural biases when it came to patients, you know, connecting with one producer and not having access to other products. Yeah. Um, you know, the other, the other big issue that we identified too was accessibility uh, for people, you know, uh, even though cannabis is legal now, there's still a lot of doctors across the country that are not pro-cannabis, not willing to prescribe cannabis. And as a result in the past, you know, it's not always easy to get a prescription from your doctor, and at the same time, there you know there evolved there was an evolution of these specialized clinics uh, for cannabis or you know pain management clinics, whatever it might be. Uh, so that whole process of facilitating you know prescription issuance for medical patients becomes very difficult and time-consuming. So you know to to address that, we actually created an app called Namaste MD. And it's available in the uh, in the Apple Store or on the uh, Google Play Store for Android devices, or on your PC. And it's an online platform that facilitates uh, consultations with nurse practitioners for medical patients through secure video conferencing. So, whereas the process that I explained to you before, where you take somebody that wants a prescription, they have to take you know a minimum of several days to get a prescription. And then they have to get onboarded to an LP, which could take several days or even weeks to happen. So for us, what we've done 
is we've created a, 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 a platform fully integrated where somebody can download the app, have their consultation within minutes, and if they qualify, they get their prescription, and they can be onboarded to Canmark immediately, where they have access to a larger variety of products, and even, you know, now in Ontario, in the GT area, we're really pleased to be offering the same day delivery services as well. Yeah. So we literally have taken a process which could take days or weeks normally, we streamline into something where you can get, you know, go online, have a consultation, get your prescription, order cannabis, and if you're in Toronto, have it all delivered within the same day. So it's really exciting, and it's something, you know, the same day service will eventually expand across Canada through our partners with Pineapple Express Delivery. Uh, but that's really uh, the two areas that we identified was the lack of availability of product for patients and the lack of accessibility to healthcare practitioners help people get prescriptions. You know, part of our mandate is we'll always, if we can, replace pharmaceutical prescriptions with medical cannabis where it's applicable. We feel that that's an appropriate thing to do. Uh, so, you know, we, we really focused on, on, on our patients and providing value to them by offering uh, a better diversity of product and really a high-level high customer service. Amazing. I mean, that, that system you just described, streamlining that process for patients is... It's revolutionary, but it almost sounds too simple. Like, how, how did this not happen before? Did you guys have to, like, were there any major hurdles for you, or was it just there for the taking? So, you know what? It's a lot of work. Like, our team, our, our, our technology team, our CTO, and, and, and their team has worked extremely hard on developing uh, the platforms to operate, the, you know, that technology. And, uh, you know, even the team that's incorporating the machine learning and AI as well like you know we're very heavily invested in, in technology mm -hmm. i'd say more than anything at this point and uh all with the goal of, of providing you know an enhanced user experience uh for patients online and that really you know for us like when we started with vaporizers the most important thing was customer service right. and you know you know back in the day if there was somebody that had a bad experience you know sean or myself would get on the phone personally and make sure that we took care of it and then you know we went public and now we treat our investors the same way you know if there's anyone that had, we're very transparent and open with shareholders and investors and then you know by the same token we feel very strongly that you know we, we treat our, our medical patients uh, the same way as well you know we're in a world where you know your online reputation management is important and uh, you know you know having a great customer experience is key um, and, and consumer feedback and user reviews are really important. So these are the things that we've learned operating e-commerce websites for many years. It's our area of expertise, and that's where we feel that we bring a lot of value to the table and then try to form you know, strong strategic partnerships with cultivators who are going to provide quality products for the patient. Definitely. And how was it getting the medical professionals on board? Was there any friction there, or people generally receptive to the idea? Well, we have, we have an integrated educational program now that we use for the nurse practitioners that are doing the consultations. And, you know, I had the opportunity uh, with uh, one of the uh, people who's now the head nurse practitioner when she came on board. And, you know, I, I met her in uh, Toronto and, you know, we sat down and chatted and she was really learning a lot, uh, being involved. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with her and it's just been amazing to see you know, the level of knowledge that she's developed, you know, and progressed through the process. And, you know, the team of nurse practitioners we have are just so excited 
uh, about the opportunities and a lot of them who've seen, uh, you know, people you know, transitioning from, you know, pharmaceutical products towards cannabis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, obviously, like, I can't get on here and make medical claims right. about cannabis, but I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a true believer uh, of cannabis as a medicine. I believe that the medical market for cannabis will far surpass the recreational market in the future. And, uh, you know, I get to see firsthand every day um, how what we're doing is helping people. And that's really, at the end of the day, the most rewarding thing, uh, you know, even, you know, we, we're lucky to have, you know, shareholders and a company that's grown immensely over the last few years. But, you know, now we're in a position where it's really exciting to see the, the, what, we're, what we're doing to help people and, uh, and, and the ways in the future that we can, you know, grow and, and provide more value. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, this definitely seems like we're just hitting the golden age of, of this industry. Honestly, it's, it's still early, so the golden age may yet be upon us. But um, I just kind of want to get your feeling on how you feel, you know, again, sticking to Canada specifically for now, but how do you feel legalization has been handled so far? You know, I, I, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm not overly happy with the way that it's rolled out. You know, I, I would say that, you know, I think, you know, the government may be, um, certain provinces, I just feel like uh, they were unprepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen cases of, of licensed producers who overcommitted supply to the rec market for recreational channels um, and basically sold out products to provinces where now they're not able to service their own medical patients. And for me, that's you know that's the biggest ticker for me. And um, you know, I see that you know occasionally now. Um, obviously. You know, we're in a situation now where there's sort of, you know, this supply shortage among licensed producers uh, across the board, across Canada. Yeah. And, you know, so I think over time it, it'll evolve, obviously, and, you know, the regulations will evolve as well. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely a difficult situation at the moment. But, you know, we've been primarily focused on the medical market. But at this point, you know, in terms of the way cannabis is cultivated, there's no differentiation between medical and recreational. So you have obviously uh, some companies that are really out there to secure these big government contracts. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they also have medical patients as well. And, you know, my opinion is that they should be prioritizing medical patients over recreational users. So, you know, it, it, I think it's definitely like a work in progress. And, you know, they'll see a lot of, a lot of changes, you know, you know, in the regs and in the availability of products in the future. Um, but you know we're all we're all here uh, for the right reasons I think and at the end of the day you know this is all good progress for Canada I think as a leader uh, globally in the evolution of, uh, of regulated cannabis and I think that a lot of other countries will look towards Canada uh, as a precedent in, in terms of how they roll out their own strategy. Yeah, I mean I, I completely agree. It definitely has been a. a a rocky-ish start, you know, here in Quebec, there's, there've been plenty of issues. Um, there's not much consistency across the board or anything like that. It looks like people, as much as everyone knew it was coming, were still caught sort of unprepared. Um, as someone who works in this from a global perspective, almost, is there anywhere you see that you're just amazed at how well it's been going? Any, any gold standards you see out there, any States, you know, it could be California, anything like that where you see like a real gold standard for how this should be done? You know, honestly, I think that, um, I think Canada will be, you know, um, like, I, like I said, will be, will set a precedent for 
but in terms of uh, regulation, you know, um, if you go into any of the states in the U.S., it's much less regulated. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, look like the Canadian market is very regulated. Um, some would say overly regulated. I don't know. But, you know, at the end of the day, we've, we've, we've done recreational cannabis nationally. We've already had medical cannabis for several years. That platform has been pretty well established. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reason that we focus on the medical cannabis market is that specifically, like you said, you know, each province is sort of regulating uh, rec in their own way. And, you know, province to province, the regulations are going to be different. Uh, with our focus on selling cannabis online, the medical cannabis platform allows us to sell to any patient in any province, regardless of where they live. So our focus has really been in that, in that, you know, in that respect on the medical side. And in terms of, you know, other markets, I, I think that the UK is going to be a very substantial market for us in the future. Uh, that country um, actually is, uh, we have a much larger market share of the hardware and accessory industry in the UK even than we do in Canada. Hmm. Uh, we represent a pretty large, uh, you know, database of, of, of consumers in the UK. Uh, they recently legalized medical cannabis but it's starting out to be quite restrictive in terms of, you know, how it can be prescribed and by whom, you know, but uh, I see a lot of commonality in the way I think things will roll out in the UK for medical cannabis in the same way that they had originally with uh, medical cannabis in Canada. So I think that the UK will again follow suit. Uh, You know, we're very focused on uh, getting everything in order so that we can uh, export cannabis into the UK market as well, and uh, we have some opportunities that we're exploring there. But I really think that the UK market for us will be very uh, substantial in the future, as well as Australia, where we have another quite a big market share. And you know, obviously they're, they're progressive on you know on their legalization. And look like every day of the week, you know, there's some news out from you know another country or another region. Uh, so there's just so much movement globally. Uh, that I, I get the you know, opportunity to see on a daily basis. We get approached by companies and you know countries you couldn't even imagine that are that are that are going towards developing legal platforms and establishing uh, production facilities. Uh, so you know, obviously, you know, our job is to to vet a lot of these deals that come to us on the table. But you know, we have so many opportunities on a regular basis. It's really exciting, um, and we are very heavily focused on on global markets, like you said, too. Uh, but right now, uh, with what's happening in Canada, you know, things are, are progressing very nicely. And uh, I think that, you know, over the next eight to ten months, you're going to have a lot more producers uh, come online. There'll be more availability of products. I think the cost per gram will commoditize, you know, as cannabis at the end of the day, it is a commodity. Yeah. Uh, we're in, ag- you know, Canada, we're an agricultural country. We were, you know, I grew up in the prairies, right? And uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, a lot of focus has been put on cannabis cultivators in the public markets. You know, a lot of a lot of focus on on production facilities, how many square feet, how many kilograms. And I really believe that you know you're looking at these you know 500,000 square foot production facilities. You know, I've seen quality cannabis produced in small batches. You know, you have a lot of these new craft growers under the micro cultivation licenses that are going to come online. You have a lot of new licensed producers coming online as well. So I think this temporary shortage in the market will be short-lived, um, you know, and then it, there will be more availability and, you know, better pricing for consumers in the future. Yeah, I I definitely have the same impression, too. Like, I didn't expect it to be 
perfect from day one and and i'm sure the market will sort of level itself out and i'm sure there'll be more bumps but we'll get there um absolutely yeah for like anything it's a process but no it definitely sounds like things are snowballing globally and you've got your finger to the pulse and it definitely sounds like things are, are, are going that in that direction for the whole world which is just great to hear um yeah definitely switching gears a bit i mean we've talked a lot about your business which is huge and we haven't even you know scratch the surface there but i also wanted to hear a bit about you know your own personal journey doing this you know you started selling vapes out of your you and your buddy's garage was there any you know do you have any issues with that you know with your family any dealing with stigma working in that kind of uh you know you weren't selling cannabis itself but you know it was no secret what who, who's using vapes and things like that did you run into any sort of stigma issues like that uh while you well, starting out relationship with shareholders 
and you know it's been you know it's, it's the stock market right so there's a lot of volatility mm-hmm. um, and you know it's stressful because you know you know there's, there's times in the market where our you know the deals that we announce you know traditionally people think okay you put out great news and the stock's going to go up but it's not always the case because you know the industry moves from like a macro level um, so it's been you know being a public company comes for sure with its challenges and uh, you know what's really amazing though is that as we've grown starting out literally with the two of us you know juggling everything and wearing lots of hats and transitioning to now where we have you know this incredible team we have you know two people on our board of directors right now one of them is from uh, Google uh, Waymo the self-driving car division uh, an expert in AI uh, Lauren Finstra and Brandon Spikes who is uh, the CIO of SpaceX it's also on our board of directors you know he's been closely involved from PayPal to SpaceX, so we have incredibly talented people. Yeah, some on heavy team. hitters. You know, yeah, it's just, you know, the, the way the company has evolved and the corporate governance, you know, we have, uh, you know, people on our business development coming from Deloitte, our, our CFO, like, you know, every aspect, our, we've brought in, you know, our own in-house securities lawyers, so we've really stepped up our game when it comes to, you know, having a really strong foundation and a, a, a you know a really incredibly skilled team uh you know we we have so many deals on the table on a daily basis and getting through those and managing projects and our, our new COO Dave David G he's amazing so it's really like the progression and the level of, of personnel that we've brought on to the company since the inception uh has really evolved a lot and that's really where you know we it's like you know, when you recognize, you take a step back, and you're okay, we need to bring on, you know, more talent if we really want to get to the next level. So it's been, you know, an incredible experience getting to where we are today, and we just keep bringing on, you know, uh, great team members and, and new opportunities on a regular basis. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very exciting uh, position that we're in now, and, uh, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to just bringing more value to our customers, whether they're, basically, you know, vaporizer customers or cannabis medical cannabis patients or even for our shareholders too uh, who we greatly value you know so definitely that's sort of the ideology of the way that we operate our company with transparency our hard work you know a lot of the people on our management team put in 15 hour days every day of the week because you know they believe in what we're doing and uh, we're sticking with our vision and our strategy yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds great. You know, you can tell how passionate you are about it. You've been there obviously since day one as co-founder. Um, it, it's amazing. I'm sure there's nothing but great things ahead for you guys. Uh, what kind of? I mean, just before you know, I let you go here. I want to know. You know, you're so passionate about this. What kind of legacy do you want Namaste Technologies to leave? Oh, nobody's ever asked me that before. You know, I think that. What we're doing in many ways is, um, you know, groundbreaking in terms of the way that, uh, you know, we're approaching uh, our projects and our relationships with our our customers. Uh, You know, a great comparison um, that I like to make is that, you know, when we started uh, selling vaporizers online, even then we had a very untraditional business model. You know, you have online retailers typically where you'll have a single site. Mm-hmm. And that's like we process and ship orders, right? We have 30 different websites in like 10 different languages in 20 countries. 
and we have staff that speak French, Italian, Dutch, German, Portuguese, Greek, Hebrew, you know, and and that was a really unique concept even back when we started selling vaporizers four years ago. And some of the bigger suppliers back then, they really didn't understand the business model. And, you know, with one uh, one of the biggest suppliers out there, I won't name names, but, you know, they're, they're an incredible company and we really stand behind their brand, the, in my opinion, the best quality vaporizers. Uh, you know, I had to beg the owner of the company to sell us an order. And I said, promise me, you know, I promise you, you know, give us the opportunity and you'll see what we're going to do. And then today we're probably their biggest online retailer globally. And, you know, our company evolved to becoming the biggest online marketplace for cannabis hardware and ancillary products. So anytime, anytime a new product like launches a new vaporizer to the market, it's really important that that product becomes part of our platform so people can have access to it globally. So really what, what we want to achieve is, you know, creating that environment for medical cannabis as well. You know, it's great that you have recreational cannabis launched in Canada. Uh, what we want is to, in terms of a legacy, I would say, is be, becoming the biggest online retailer globally, not just for cannabis devices, but for cannabis, medical cannabis, actual cannabis, CBD products, you know, different cannabinoids uh, as they become available, really providing value in our offering to, to people and an and amazing user experience. You know, that really is where our focus is, even when it comes to us integrating the AI technology. That, that technology is designed to enhance the user experience. We're taking data that we're collecting from the Appy Cannabis Journal, an app where people document their experience with cannabis and how it affects them for particular conditions. We're using that, that data along with all the data that you can gather for cannabis strains, all the chirping profiles, the cannabinoid profiles, and correlating that data together. Can you imagine, think about millions of data points on all the different cannabis strains. And if you research cannabis and learn about how it impacts people as a medicine, and you read about the entourage effect and how the terpene profile has an impact, and it's not just about THC or CBD, studying that and using actual data and feedback from, from cannabis consumers and how they have conditions and how the different strains impact them for their conditions and correlating that with the strains of data, we'll eventually be able to provide better recommendations for strains than any doctor could, right? There will be so much more data available to that algorithm to understand a particular user's uh, condition and which strains work best for it. So I think that at the end of the day, in terms of a legacy for the company, you know, global, uh, you really just want to be a global platform for all things cannabis, uh, whether, you know, from accessories right through to cannabis and other products and, 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 and being able to say that we're providing people with the best experience. Amazing. It all, honestly, it all sounds great. I love that you touched on the uh, the the tech and the the data collection uh, that last part there because I didn't even get a chance to ask you about it. Like I said, we're barely scratching the surface. I think we might have to have you back for another chat sometime. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, you no, know, honestly, this is great. Uh, yeah, just before we let you go, tell the people how they could find out even more about Namaste Technologies. Yeah, thank you. Like I said, we're very uh, open and transparent, so. You know, anybody could uh, email me personally at uh, K-O-R-Y, it's Corey, K-O-R-Y at namastetechnologies.com or visit namastetechnologies.com 
and you can learn more about the company. Uh, the telemedicine app I was talking about, uh, the prescription, uh, that's namastemd.com. You can also download it on your iPhone or Android, go on your PC as well, and um, and get connected to Canmart. So, um, yeah, no, I really appreciate you guys having us on the show and the opportunity to talk and tell the story. You know, like you said, I'm very passionate about it, so I could probably talk all day, but, you know, <laughs> And maybe uh, I'll probably uh, bore the uh, listeners at some point. So it'd be great to be definitely great to come back on onto the show at some point. Definitely, we'd love to have you. I want to thank you so much for your time. Okay, thank you very much. Take care.